Welcome to the Interest in Health and Safety podcast, making health and safety as important as everything else we do in business. Hi there, and uh, welcome to the, uh, to the simple the simple guides, uh, simple health and safety guides. Today, we are going to be talking about um, about noise at work, noise in the workplace, and um, just want to give you some really, really brief guidance on on how you go about managing the hazard of noise in the workplace. Um, and the first thing really is to, is to understand where, you know, where the issue, where the problem is. And, and to do that, um, you do a noise assessment. Um, very, uh, very simple, very, very straightforward. Um, you know, what you need to do is, uh, is, is, is usually you get, you get, you get somebody to come in, um, who's got the right equipment, um, to, to actually undertake a, the noise, the noise, uh, measurements. The, you know, you can get apps on the phone nowadays that, um, that, that do, uh, that can measure, that measure noise. Um, the problem is, 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 is they're going to give you an indication, you know, so, so I wouldn't say don't do that. I wouldn't say don't, you know, get, get one of these free apps and just go and have a look and see what the, uh, you know, what the general noise levels are like. But I think, you know, what you really need to do is you really need to get a detailed assessment done so you can identify where the true sources of concern and problems are. Um, so get a competent person to undertake your noise assessment, um, and then from that they they, they should work with you to develop a, an action plan. And I think if the people that are doing your noise uh, noise assessment currently are just giving you a report that's just telling you what the uh, you know what the noise levels are, I think really maybe you want to be challenging that a little bit. You want to be saying actually no, what, what we need is we need some advice and support on how can we reduce the noise levels, and um, you know and what you want to do is you really want to try and reduce the noise levels at source. So let's take a let's take something like a, a compressor, okay? Quite a noisy piece of equipment. Um, the positioning of the compressor, you know, where, where is it? Where is it? If it's if it's sitting right next to the canteen, then when people are having their lunch, it's going to be making a lot of noise. So again, can it be moved? Can it be moved to another location? Because because where the not the compressed air is made and where it's used it doesn't have to be next to each other. So you know, so maybe move the compressor into a, into a, another location. Then maybe put it inside a inside a, a, a box so that uh, there's some attenuation there and it actually keeps the uh, keeps the noise levels down. Very very simple practical advice there, but that's that's the sort of thing that you want the people that are doing the noise assessment to to be coming up with, and not just saying that there's 85 decibels or 90 decibels or whatever the numbers are. You know, you want a little bit more than that. You want some. Uh, you want somebody that's going to give you that that practical advice on what to do about the uh, about the noise. You also want to know who's going to be affected by it. So, so which people in your business are going to be uh, are going to be affected by the noise uh, noise source? And t- it tends to be the people that are operating the plant and the equipment are the ones that uh, that are going to get most uh, most of the exposure. Um, and so, it's about knowing well how long are they exposed for? Because with noise, it's it's not just about the amount of noise; it's about the length of time that uh, that people are in the uh, you know in the noisy environment. Um, so again, you know, you want to be doing uh, you know. You want to be getting that information so that you can you can actually build it into uh, you know into their overall exposure. And if you um you know and if you've got people that are working for for longer than eight hours, if you've got got people that are working ten or a twelve hour shift, when the people come out and do the noise assessment, they're gonna they're gonna monitor for a certain amount of time. It might be it might be a couple of hours, it might be four hours. I don't know how long they're gonna monitor for. But but what you need to do is 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 that then needs to be weighted up. Because uh, because if you have got people that are doing a twelve hour shift, then in actual fact your noise levels you know might need to be lower than eighty decibels over the uh, you know over the over the whole shift you know so you want to um you know you want to make sure that uh, the amount of time that they're working in the environment is um 
is uh, is is calculated, and so you get a true value of uh, you know of, of what their exposure is. What you also want to do is 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 then say right, okay, then so we've had these noise assessments done. The company that's come out and done the noise assessments so identified where the noise sources are. Um, we've worked with them and put some controls uh, together to maybe try and reduce or, or, if possible, even eliminate the noise if you can take the uh, tell the noise source out totally. But also what we've got to do is we've actually got to provide our employees with some information about this. And again, I see lots of examples where noise assessments are done in the workplace and um, and they get put into a, get put into a drawer, and nobody ever nobody ever knows finds out about them. So again, I think you know it's, it's important that uh, that the information that's that's identified that is um, uh, that is that is pulled together as part of the uh, the noise assessment is actually given to the people that are doing the jobs, you know, so that they understand you know what the noise level means, and. Um, and then you want to think, right? Well, what other controls can we put into place? And if you can't, um, you know, if you can't put uh, uh, encapsulation around or enclose the, uh, you know, enclose the noise source, or if you can't remove the noise source from the workplace, then people have got to wear some kind of uh, of hearing protection. So again, it's about making sure that you've got the right hearing protection for the environment that they're working in. And how hearing protection works is basically is, uh, you know, obviously it goes into the ears or it goes over the ears. Um, it's um, you know, it, it, it brings it, it, it brings the noise level down by, I don't know, somewhere between 30 and 35 decibels. Um, now what you mustn't do is you mustn't exceed 87 decibels of the year. So if you've got a noise environment, say 120 decibels, then you're going to need a higher quality of hearing protection than if you've got an environment maybe where it's sort of 80 or 90 decibels. So again, it's about getting the right hearing protection for the environment that the people are being expected to work in. And then also trying to minimise the amount of time that they're working in those uh, those environments. Also, what you've got to bear, if people wear glasses, things like that, then uh, an ear muff isn't going to be effective because the noise can get down the arm where the uh, you know where the uh, the arm fits onto the uh, to the glasses. So again, it's about having it's having uh, hearing protection that is that is compatible. So again, if you're in an environment where people are expected to wear safety glasses all the time. Then, then you really are really struggling to get some kind of muff that's gonna that's gonna be effective, and so maybe it is something that gets inserted into the ear. Not everybody likes to do that. Um, you can get uh, you can get custom made hearing protection that actually molds in around the uh, you know around the, the individual's ear. Uh, again, that can be expensive, but I've heard that they're very very um, they're very very effective. Well, some of the basics as well that you need to do as a result of uh, having a noise assessment done is, is put the right signage up so you're warning people that they're going into noisy areas. You maybe want to put a plan up on the uh, on the notice board, you know, to tell people where which areas of the site are higher noise levels than uh, than uh, than others. So again, just having this uh, this 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 clear information that people can uh, you know can can read, can understand, and can take an action on. Um, so that's that's it really. You know, there's not a lot lot more that you need to do. Getting a you know getting a good quality noise assessment done completed by somebody that's uh, that's competent. Getting uh, um, the right control measures in place to try and to try and minimise the noise source at at source. Um, if you can do that, then that's uh, that's going to be very uh, very effective. Um, and then it's um, and then it's uh, training people, making them aware of where the noise levels are, and uh, um, sorting out the right the right noise uh, uh, hearing protection for the for the individuals. Good signage. Um, good schematic of the of the site. Okay, thank you very much. Speak soon.
Thanks for listening to the Interesting Health and Safety podcast. You can follow and engage on Facebook and LinkedIn by searching the Interesting Health and Safety community or go to www.influentialmg.com. And remember, let's make health and safety as important as everything else we do in business.